When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right. What's up, everybody? I'm back. This is your host, Wade Harrison, here on the Shuttle Drive. I've got my buddy, Johnny Ortiz, here, straight out of Bryson City or wherever he's at, the NOC. Um, Johnny, how's it going, buddy? Good, man. You know, just uh, digging out of the hole I created for myself, been on the water, teaching kayaking most of the week, and trying to catch up with the not gaff aftermath. Okay. Well, the good thing about digging a hole, just run some water through it and create a hydraulic and (laughs) (laughs) we'll just pour buckets of water on your hole and that way we'll get a nice hydraulic. Uh, Yeah, that'd be pretty awesome. No, coming off a, you know, gaff weekend, just seeing what the store needs and uh, catching up with the team there and just trying to dig out. Next week, I'm going to run a ACA instructor development workshop and, you know, just preparing for that. So well, just just to uh, clue everybody in that doesn't know you, I know that's a that I know it shocks you, but there might be somebody out there that doesn't know you. Um, <laughs> yeah. So there's listeners overseas and, and different spots. Uh, what do you? So exactly, you, just to let everybody know, you work for Natahala Outdoor Center, correct? You're mm-hmm. like the buyer there, and among probably a, a jack of all trades there, technically probably. Yeah, roundabout. I mean, my official title here is uh, the paddle sports buyer and uh, e-commerce manager, but um, really and truly my, my background primarily was in an instruction. You know, I worked uh, six seasons um, teaching kayaking full-time for the Nanahale Outdoor Center, um, helped manage the paddling school in some regard. Um, and then what, last August, uh, stepped into this role full-time and just been figuring it out on the fly, making sure we got cool stuff to sell you know, and make, making sure. Yeah. So the, <laughs> yeah. um, and just for people that know the Natahale Outdoor Center is one of the largest retailers, probably in the United States, maybe even the world. I'm going to say right now, the world. The world. Yeah. I don't know. That's a, that's a, that's a big statement to ask, but you know, we have uh, three retail operations. We have our Wesser location, which is primarily paddle sports. And then uh, we have our Gatlinburg location, which is like Patagonia, Merrill, all that tourism stuff there in the strip on Gatlinburg. Stuff, right? yeah. Yep. And then we have uh, an Asheville presence there at the Grove Park Inn. Um, that's high end, you know, Cotopaxi, stuff like that. So um, really and truly, I do all of the paddle sports purchasing primarily for the Western location. And, um, well, that's not even talking about the rafting part, right? Right. Yeah, that's completely separate. I mean, I may dabble and give advice and such in regards to adventure, but, you know, the paddling school, they'll buy their own stuff. It just kind of goes through my filter and then rafts, they they buy their own rafts, their own stand-up paddle boards for the lake and stuff. So it's 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 wild. The NOC, you, you got to, um, yeah, you get in that they hand you a whole bunch of work and then everybody figures it out. It's cool. Um, we, we dabble in a lot of different things. I love paddle sports. You got to love what you're doing for that kind of job, right? Yeah. You know, I tell people that, uh, 
teaching kayaking. It was the biggest scam on earth because I'd do it for free. Um, <laughs> but cool. but they say if, if you're good at anything to charge. So um, at least NSC allows me the opportunity to um, do my passion, which is teaching paddling and then, you know, do the purchasing and stuff. And really, um, if I were to sum it up, you know, I try and be authentic and, and um, bring a grassroots way to buying and selling whitewater gear, you know, whether or not it's me selling a boat and delivering it to you at the Chattooga and us flying off, uh, you know, the five falls and Sockham dog, or if it's uh, me taking care of your broken paddle and delivering it to the tuck gorge, you know, just basically developing relationships. And, um, you know, currently I think authenticity is, is going to be the currency moving forward in the outdoor industry. I agree. And there's no better, no, no better way to do that than uh, be in it, you know, and uh, try and kayak a lot and get out there and spend time with my customers. And I think it's, it's shown this past year through sales and relationships that I've built, you know, and people coming back for instruction and referrals and stuff. So re really, I'm super blessed to yeah, man, to do well, this the, the NOC is definitely lucky to have uh, a guy like you there because, you know, I've definitely heard so many good things and the NOC is like, has one of the best reputations out there. And I'll put Thanks, that up dude. against, you know, all the, the retailers. I mean, a lot of retailers do really good, but the NOC, you guys deal with thousands of customers and it's like, that's not even mentioned the online stuff because you have all the online stuff too, right? Yeah. And, you know, really and truly, I think a couple of years ago, everybody used to go to our website, and just see if we had it in stock and then they'd come to the store. And now um, we're shipping boats to Oregon, uh, Tampa, Florida, to yeah, the, the, Maryland, the Northeast. I, I mean, it's, it's wild. And then, you know, we working with Estes and developing contracts for, you know, cheaper rates for our customers, because I think right now it costs us $600 to send a boat out west you know, to Holy the PMW, so, which is wild. So those they're, so they're willing to pay it, you're saying? So out West. Oh yeah. Yep. Uh, like yeah. Two, that'd be like two grand for like a piranha boat or something. <sighs> but them hot boats, you know, that they only that come along every yeah, once in a, a while. Rewind. They, yeah. Rewinds, golly, unicorn of kayaks and they they pay 600 bucks shipping easy. Really? It's, well, it's see, wild. that says a yeah. lot about the rewind, huh? Yeah. It's pretty wild. The, yeah. The so rewind. on that, yeah, let's get on what, so what products do you have there? I know you're a Waka guy. <laughs> Waka guy <yeah. laughs> By the way, uh, everybody listening, all this guy did, he was actually one of the first Steve's I'd seen in the Southeast. Uh, yeah. There wasn't many of them in the Southeast and you had one, you had a Waka Steve's before it was cool. Before it was cool. Yeah. You know, I pride myself when I stepped into the role, you know, full disclosure, I was a team paddler for Piranha. Um, for a few years and I uh, loved their boats and how sporty they were. Mm -hmm. um, and then when I stepped into this role, you know, I stepped down from Piranha and, you know, told myself that I had to open my mind and try different things. And yeah. a friend of mine had a steez and um, he lent it to me for a while. And I was like, man, I got to keep this boat. I'm not going to give it back. <laughs> and uh, put a, yeah, um, it put a smile on my face and, uh, you know, just had a really good time paddling it. Um, and then, you, you know, I think that style of boat brought in, you know, the scorch and the code and like really changed the way that, you know, we say modern bow rocker, you know, first it was the 9R that came out and that had more bow rocker than pretty much anything else. But and it was very was like, narrow. Wow. Yeah, very narrow and 
um, you know, I described it at 205 paddle in a pencil. Like it was really tippy um, until the 9R large came out. And then I got in the steez and it was really wide and sharp. And I was impressed with that. And then, you know, Piranha came out with the Scorch and it was more refined. And I was, man, wow, that opened my mind. And then, you know, I've spent recently, I don't know, the past couple of times I've been paddling, I've paddled the code. Uh, the medium and the large, and I've been impressed with how forgiving and how dry that thing is. I so mean, at 205, I on, where do you fall at 205? Um, the top end of the medium and the lower end of the large. Um, I preferred the large because it kept my face dry, you know, um, and it really slowed things down. I was on the Cascades this past weekend, that 425 release, yep. and it felt like I had an hour and a half from the entrance of Big Kahuna <laughs> to when I flew off of the booth on the left. I was blown away. It does know? slow so, it down, doesn't it? I tried to describe yeah. that to, to paddlers when they asked me about the code. The OG, the Waka OG did that for me too. It would come yep. off drops and it would slow down. It wouldn't just scream into the next one like a like a 9R or, or a Phantom or something. They would scream kind of into the next drop. That code wants to drop. And it gets back on the rocker and it just kind of smushes out and slows down. Gives you time yeah. to read and react to things. Yeah, a good a good description um, I, I was thinking of was it kind of squats a little bit. Mm -hmm. and gives you the opportunity to kind of figure out. I remember paddling the prototype um, on the Cascades with Scott Byers. And he's like, well, what do you think of that versus the OG? And I was like, it's a, it's a refined OG, Scott. I, I, that's the best Which way to describe it. Which is not a bad it. thing. <laughs> no, it's it's, uh, it's awesome, and you know, really and truly, we were uh, a launch partner with Dagger. Mm -hmm. I remember um, props that. to them for for getting us some boats, and we got thirteen boats, and they were sold in eight hours. So that says a lot for that design too. It's real. They they yeah. nailed it, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, it's a sweet design. So sure. what all? Uh, so I mean, obviously, they don't sell Waka at the NLC. Um, yeah. But then, what do they sell at the NLC as far as boat brands? Uh, you know, boat brands wise, you know, Waka has been a, a weird one. We want, that's a semi touchy subject. We'll save that for the comments below. Um, but we, yeah, we carry Evan Garcia, Piranha. where yet? <laughs> well, we carry Piranha. Um, props to them. They've done a really good job this year with uh, making sure that we have boats in stock and boats ready to sell. And um, we carry Jackson. Jackson's done a, a a good job this year, you know, um, with, with keeping up, they ran out of lime for a little bit, um, with the COVID, but besides that, they, they've been crushing it and supporting the NOC and then, um, dagger. Yeah. You know, I think they're just doing the best they can with what they have down there in Greenville. Yeah. Um, you know, there's snowy's rocking it, making cool designs and yeah, the, the Do you sell, um, liquid logic. No, no, no liquid. Uh, logic. They went consumer direct a number of years ago and, uh, being in Asheville, I'd, I'd say that they're a direct competitor with us. So it's hard to bring them in retail, I think. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, yep. So so really, the top players, you you got, you know, Karana, Dagger, Jackson. Mm -hmm. Those, and I mean, technically, for the size of your store, that's a lot of models. If you think about it, you know, when you actually think about it, when you got like, <laughs> you know, creek boats, river runners, <laughs> half slices, now full slices, that's a lot of different boats you could carry at the NOC. Yeah, I think demo wise, um, we brought in 28 demos um, for the store, <laughs> the retail store, you know, I mean, Machnos, Zens, Nirvanas, 9Rs, Scorches, 
long boats, all that. I think this demo fleet coming up next year is going to be a little bit more than that. I think we're bringing 32 demos in. Um, so then with every demo that we'll carry, we'll bring in probably a full size run of, of what we have, you know, oh, wow. okay. um, um, for retail. So we've got plenty of space to store them. And I, I think that 22 is going to be an incredible year for, for whitewater. It's growing and people are getting out what about, on the water. Well, the, the next elephant in the room is paddles. What yeah. kind of paddles you got down there, Johnny? Tell me. Well, I need, a, know, I need a, a 200 Adachi. Well, I can take care of you. Um, you shoot me an email. J-O-N-N-Y, oh, darn. I needed something period. to complain about. Never mind. I got a letter. I just knew. I was over you say, I can't get them. But now, uh, well, you kind of you kind of screwed me. Now I'm kind of off. No. Werner has done a really good job with taking care of us. I mean, I don't know what the rest of the world looks like, but we've had. Yeah, because they're cherry-picking dealers. Yeah, yeah, I, I wouldn't <laughs> be able to answer How that. How many did not. you get in? Um, we got in 160 last year. Wow, that's that's um, during the great paddle shortage of 2020. You were getting paddles in left and right, huh? And then we have, it should have been here by now, but they're running behind. So maybe this goes to show that uh, they stopped taking as good care of us as they needed to. But we should have 120 paddles land in the next week or two, um, 27 of which are pre-sold already. Well, you guys hear this- it right here on the shuttle drive. You better order your um, paddles. <laughs> tell, them, tell them Wade sent you from the shuttle drive, and Johnny will give you a free brand-new high five next time yeah you brand new high five fresh maybe i'll include an nsc sticker i mean we could definitely <laughs> afford that yeah he'll give you an nlc sticker with an autograph on it okay um and then you know for 22 we got 250 on order so i got what know, other what other brands do you carry there um we've been dabbling with g power g power's done really well those are pretty solid yeah those are good um high-end paddles they're spider x creek um they're twister x creek uh, they've done really well. Um, we have an initial order with um, Whitewater Technology, I guess. Well, how's that going? Because if... I've already heard it. <laughs> I can get you started well, on that because I could, I've, got a, I've got another friend that's, we'll just say he's up in the Washington, D.C. area, and he owns like a, a retail like that sells boats and paddles. And he ordered a bunch of Whitewater Technology paddles up front, and he hasn't seen a yep. single one. Me either. So we'll see. Not I'm even just a trying demo. To stay positive. Not, Not even, even a demo. demo. No. Wow. Yeah. And I, I asked for a demo early on. I mean, before I even knew the name of the company, but I mean, we'll see what happens, you know. I, I told uh, somebody you'll, you'll get a DVD out of um, <laughs> Steve Fisher on the Dreamline <laughs> before you'll get a Whitewater Technology <laughs> demo paddle. I'd hold my you breath know, on that, buddy. There's probably <laughs> truth to that. I don't know. I mean, if, <laughs> I don't yeah. know. He's probably, if, I, if he catches wind of this, he's probably going to get mad at me, but uh, yeah, huh? we'll see. Well, then send, send somebody a demo so I can, so I can do a review on it. I'd love to, yeah, I, I'd, love to see it. I'd love to, I'd, yeah, I'd review it. I don't want the paddle. I just, I would just do it just to get more, more out there because the paddle market, as you know, is slim pickings. My buddy, Andrew Hiltbrand started bringing in Ophion and he's selling those Ophion. You've looked at it. That's right. I showed yep. you one of the F Ophion um yeah uh over at the uh, coe seth holloway he brought in a big um stock of order letman letman's so you know he sold all 50 of them he ordered 50 and he sold all 50 of them so he ordered another 50 yeah yeah i mean so (laughs) 
that's the thing. If they move, there's no shortage. Uh, there's no. It's like there there needs to be more paddle manufactured because it was like that's the problem with Warner being number one and ATs out of the picture. It's yeah. kind of like where do you go? Right. No, I agree. You know, there's some some smaller companies out there. I know Select out of France. Um, some vendors are looking to bring them in. I have have an order with them, but who knows if that'll show up. Um, you know, another one is uh, Hardcore Paddles. I've seen a number of those in the Southeast. I have too. That's crazy. I reached out to that guy and, and talked to him. I don't know. I think he's doing that as like a side project, just kind of like, honestly, yeah. I don't think he wants a lot of those because in his manufacturing, mm-hmm. would, they're wooden. For everybody listening, Hardcore Paddles, you, you can back me up in this, Johnny. They're wooden paddles with laminated carbon fiber over top of them, we woved Correct. into the wood. They look good. Yep. Very small blades. Yeah, yeah, they they do look good. You know, the blade style is similar to like a Snyder stick, like a like a Jim Snyder wooden paddle. Um, so it, there's a brief learning curve when it comes to using those, but they they feel really good. Um, an honorable mention would be John Keller's starting his paddle business. I want to get him on here. Yeah. I want to get him um, on here on how to make a paddle. I yeah, he calls them stout felt- paddles. Yep, stout paddles. I felt that when I was at the Cascades in Golly. It was uh, it was like a stouter Odachi. Was it heavy? Um, I, yeah, it was well. pretty heavy, but he, he says it's stout. So, I mean, I would sacrifice a little bit of swing weight for, for knowing that that, that paddle's going to well, be I good. I broke two and, Odachi, so trust me. Yeah, I'm I don't with know, you. I, I don't I know how many you broke. broke my handful. <laughs> <laughs> i love the adachi don't get me wrong it's a beautifully designed blade i've loved the lightness of it and the power that the blade generates but man whew, boy they break you hit easy. one rock that's it you're done wow. bad day that's why you carry a breakdown yeah that is true what kind of breakdown would you recommend um so i've been experimenting with a, a surge breakdown here recently um okay. because I, I didn't know that came in a breakdown yeah, you can get the surge. Yep, four piece. That's a you good. That's a get, good paddle to have as a breakdown, dude. Get the strike as a breakdown. Um, from a teaching perspective, as an instructor, um, that's a little bit large of a blade. So I also, if I'm teaching paddling and I'm somewhere remote, I'll bring a Sherpa breakdown, um, a smaller blade, more yeah. manageable. Um, yeah. Well, awesome. Well, on that teaching. Um, one of the questions I have for, for you with your experience is, so someone just getting into whitewater, what would your suggestion to be for like a boat? Let's say I'm Joe Schmo right off the street. I've seen a kayak on the Natahela. So I just walk in the store there and I'm wanting a paddle, a life vest, a skirt, a helmet, a boat. Like, how would you approach that? Just Joe, just guy, just right off, man or woman, just walk right off the street saying, we're wanting to get into whitewater. What boats um, would you, what style would you suggest? Because this, this is, as you know, some people's like, you should start in a playboat, get a Mixmaster. I'm like, yeah. I don't agree with that. <laughs> but what, what would you suggest, Johnny? For me as a, as a whitewater educator, um, I'll address their goal and what their end goal is. If their their end goal is to, to run class five, send the whatever they, they want to race the greenways or whatever. The goal you know, is the Akoi. The, the goal is the Akoi. So I would say if their goal is just to paddle the Akoi, um, a river running kayak, something with a flat hull, relatively stable. 
um, my social experimentation over the years with teaching kayaking. Um, I've put people in round bottom boats and I've put people in flat bottom boats. And I've found that the, the learning curve is higher when they have the ability to edge. So if they have a planing hole boat and they can feel feedback, they progress faster. Really? So like a code, if that like, makes a, sense. like a code, like a scorch. Like a, a burn, a mamba, yeah. a code, a scorch, um, you know, something that. What about a half slice? If their, their weight is advantageous to, to that boat, like if they're on the lighter end of it and they don't get extreme feedback, then, then that's, that's okay. Extreme um, but feedback. In most, well, explain that. So extreme feedback. What are you saying by extreme feedback? Um, you know, just getting that stern pushed around. So if you're at the top end of a weight range or something, um, most beginners tend to lean back or slouch. Um, so the, the stern will get weighted. And in, the, in a half slice, um, that, that can be not as forgiving. It, it can give them feedback or cause failure in a way that may deter them from pursuing the sport, you know? So I'd recommend, um, you know, modern boats wise, a scorch a code, um, something that's primarily stable, but has a hard enough rail and shine that they get feedback and they know they have to edge one way or the other. Okay. Um, paddle wise, you know, um, I always give a spiel. I hand them a Rio. And I go, this is the Toyota Corolla of paddles, right? Okay. And then I hand them a powerhouse. And, you know, I tell them that this is a little bit better. This is like the Lexus version, a, a little bit <laughs> higher end, you know, the Toyota, yeah, Toyota Camry. Electric, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Camry, so to speak, you know, and then I'll hand them a Chauvin. And I go, okay, now this is like your, your, your Range Rover or something. And it really and truly... There, there's a lot in between that, um, but choose that first, and then I'll go into sizing, you know, and the the width of the paddle and blade shape and blade surface area and whatever. But in most cases, people just shop price point instead of shopping reliability. Um, so that's I always true. recommend a fiberglass paddle, something that's going to last them a long time. As a beginner, they may lose it, so it's not too expensive. So um, like, it, so it would be like a, a powerhouse. Powerhouse, sure. That's a great paddle. And, you know, and, something like that, you know, and maybe if they have a little bit of extra coin, they go carbon powerhouse or Sherpa. Um, and then really and truly PFD, it'd be a matter of fit. Um, I wouldn't, not going to sell them a rescue vest. You're not going to go full green jacket, right? No, yeah. man, there's no purpose for that. Um, they wouldn't even know how to use it really and truly. It'd just be you a know, lot not of extra to, stuff you know, talk on them, but that, that's a, that's a lot of, a, a steeper learning curve than, than just having a YTV, you know, um, like sales wise or something. Yeah. Um, sales wise, we've done really well, um, with the hustle, Coquitats hustle, it's yeah, form fitting. I have to rescue one of that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Low profiles. Awesome. PFD, um, helmets. I'd say that's based on size. Everybody wants a suite cause they're pretty sweet. Um, <laughs> and then, and they protect you real good. Yeah. And you know, the, the other thing, I mean, being at the NOC and my background in instruction is that I'll recommend that they take a course of some sort, you know, um, we like offer what? a discover river kayaking. It's, it's a day in a boat with a kayak instructor and it's, um, during the week, it's a hundred bucks on the weekend, it's 150 bucks. And you spend seven and a half hours on the river. You learn propulsion strokes and turning strokes. You don't even have to give them a name. 
Um, they teach them how to wet exit and uh, it kind of gets their feet wet. That's so a one day course. One day course. Yeah. Deep. I'm in the wrong business. Screw this podcasting no. shit. <laughs> I need to go down and give one day courses at the NOC. One fit. That's actually a pretty good deal. Yeah. So that's a full day course and you're going to learn the, all the basics, uh, forward, yep. forward propulsion strokes, turning, you're not going to be learning any like bow draws, stern draws. You're not going to be learning any type of advanced strokes, but you're going to nope. learn the basics to, and how to wet exit and kind of any questions you can answer for them. Like what's this do on the boat and stuff like that. Exactly. I mean, we, we get them there in the morning. It's a clinic style program. So anybody they get a free can show lunch. up, they get a free lunch, man. And we take them, we take them to the lake, Lake Montana. <laughs> And then we take them to a stretch of river that's applicable to the group dynamic. So sometimes we're running an Anahela with them if they're all ninja. Sometimes we're running the Tuckasiji with them if they're a little slower moving. Um, but anybody and everybody can get in a boat. We've got sit on tops. I firmly believe I think we have the biggest demo fleet in America. So uh, I think you do. <laughs> you yeah. do. Yeah. And I mean, and what makes it good is you do have the Natahala and the Tuckasichi right there, which is dam controlled. So yep. you have, uh, you know, um, projected releases that you can plan around and all that. Correct. Yeah. And, you know, people come from all over the country. I mean, uh, I think all over the, the world, last, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The last I heard, it was something like the school, the Nanahala Outdoor Center School puts 3,000 individual people in kayaks a year. So 3,000 different number, humans. That's a big number, Johnny. That's a big number. That's I mean, they're, number. you know, we, we joke around at the school when we're, when we're watching kayaking videos off the clock that we're superheroes in skirts, you know. So hopefully we're, we're changing people's lives by teaching them how to kayak. Well, I think you are, man. I think you are. Uh, I think NLC as well, and you're part of that. Um, yeah, I try. Yeah, man. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, so after that, do you suggest that they take like a rescue course or any wilderness survival? What's, when, do you, when would you suggest something like that? You know, I think it de- depends, uh, again, on their goals. You know, if they, they want to go out and they, they want to run, um, you know, harder whitewater and, and they're – showing people down and they're stepping into a leadership role, then maybe at that point they take a swift water rescue. Um, you know, if, if they're going out in wilderness areas like the Chatuga, you know, section four, something like that, then maybe they go and they get a wilderness first responder. Um, the cool thing about kayaking is everybody has a different point in life that they get into it and um, it can take them the rest of their life to work on that progression, you know, and it's all class fun. No one has to chase the Chioa or the Upper Koei, the, the Green or whatever. They can have fun doing what they need to do. And, you know, the Nanahela and the Takasiji and stuff, you need minimal skill. And you, you don't need any big certifications to make yeah, things happen. Yeah, and it's fairly and safe. And all those runs, a Koei, Natahela, Takasiji, you know, Pigeon, it's all relatively safe paddling, yep. in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, you're yeah. right um yeah man well that's uh that's pretty good and you give a course you give rescue course right you're a, yeah so you're a, i uh instructor yeah so roundabout i've uh i teach all types of kayaking i've been doing a lot of like class three four private instruction with swift water rescue on the side um and that's pretty cool so i like to layer in that um at one point in my nsc career i taught wilderness first aid and helped teach wilderness first responder courses um so i i'm on the what committee a, that runs 
What what does a normal course cost? Like, say, is it a weekend or is it a week long course? How does this work? Just for everybody uh, listening. Yeah. So the the courses we offer a two day course. I think they're like four or five hundred dollars. Don't quote me. Um, I'm quoting. And then the the, the five day courses. Um, they're anywhere from like seven fifty to a thousand, depending on that's a whole how week. many travel days. Yep, a whole week. Um, how many travel days there are, whether or not you go to the Ocoee, the Nola Chucky, or wherever. The cool thing about instruction is um you get your team and as a, a a TL, the instructor that runs that program, you can take them to the venue that suits their progression the best. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you so know, if they're good enough and the Chioa's running, take them to the Chioa. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I've if, ran if programs on the Chioa. Yeah, if it's a solid you know? crew, yeah, that's that's pretty yeah. good, man. Yeah. Well, good. Now you that know? I've got a rescue instructor on, what's your opinion of running a tow tether all the time? I think I even man. messaged you. And you know, you I've did. seen you with one on on the green, I think. I think I've seen you out there with a tow tether one time. Maybe yeah, you just so- forgot and left it on there probably man i have my work pfd and all the time so if i'm in a class two three venue i'll rock a toe tether um besides that i'll, I'll keep it tucked in a pfd um i've started carrying a prusik and a carabiner um there's been numerous incidents that i've read about you know but with it getting tangled or with a non-locking carabiner i actually as a guide in new york um someone with a non-locking carabiner got clipped into a root ball um on cataraugus That's creek that insane. we had to, what a freak accident huh freaky freak accident just clipped into a root ball and we had to climb up on the root ball and while they were off. swimming or just paddled into it swimming swimming and they went to swim around a root ball and just randomly that stupid thing clipped on yeah let everybody listening out there let everybody know that locking either a twist lock or screw gate i use a lot of those screw gates but there's a lot of those yep. good twist lock ones. They're just expensive. <laughs> they like yeah, that triact, I think yeah. they call them. Um, but really like and truly, bucks. I try not to use the tether unless I'm in a pool. Um, you won't see, see me clipped into a boat that often. Yeah, I'm gonna have um, a shirt. It, I'm gonna have a shirt, Johnny. That's gonna be the shuttle driving on the back. It's gonna be say, "Where's your toe tether?" <laughs> Where's your toe tether? Well, <laughs> or we'll how long's your toe tether? Yeah, that's good. Like and have that. a little dangling toe tether from the back of a vest coming off a drop. <laughs> you ever seen? <laughs> I watched somebody run gorilla one time, and their toe tether had came out through the notch, and it was dangling oh. on the back of their boat, banging like this as they were going over. I was like, I'm, I'm sitting there, and we're running laps. I'm just looking down, like, are you why? I'm like, why? Where are you towing boats on the green? <laughs> <laughs> You're not. <laughs> yeah that's wild that's wild i mean i see applications i've to anchor myself set mm -hmm. safety for someone else i've used the tether you know i mean there's other applications for it but you know but in regards to a creaking environment and stuff i completely agree with you well okay on that what's what would you say are kind of like let's just try to think of something in general like what are the top what would be like, give me your top five things to become a better paddler. Let's say I've, I've hit a wall. I've been kayaking. Yeah. I'm like, Johnny, I've been paddling for about a year. I just feel like I still suck. You know, I just okay. feel like I'm not going anywhere. What, what, what can I do this? I mean, obviously you haven't paddled with somebody and I'm just like conversation with you. What are the top five things? Cause I was thinking about this as like a YouTube video, top five things to progress your paddling more. I'd like to hear your opinion on this because I've got an opinion on it, but I'd like to hear your opinion on it. 
Yeah, for sure. And I'd be interested to to hear what you. I already know how to roll. I have a solid roll. Yeah. Um, I just feel like I, I just, for whatever reason, I, I, I'm stuck on just the Akoi and I want to do like harder stuff. How, how do I get there? Um, I think, you know, the first thing to address is uh, what routine they're in. You know, I, I know a lot of paddlers that that's all they do is they go to the Akoi. They run the same lines, the same booths, right? So I talk purpose. What's your purpose? Okay. I'm going to kayak today. My purpose is going to be I'm going to catch every eddy deep into the eddy, right? Drive deep and be where I want to be in the eddy, okay? And then the purpose, the next day, maybe I'm going to shred every single wave. I'm going to front surf, side surf, whatever. Maybe the next day I work on cross bows, you know? Um, But just having a purpose. So purpose and being goal-oriented would be the first thing, getting out of a routine. Um, Another thing is surround yourself with people that are as good or better than you. Mm -hmm. And push it in a way that's safe and supporting for each other. You know, so for instance, you, you go and you run gorilla. Well, set safety at Gorilla. Talk about scouting. Come up with a with a, a a plan in case you crash and burn, right? Instead of just routing through it, because then that makes the entire community look like a bunch of idiots. Look like a bunch of idiots. does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Um, you know, uh, the, the third thing would be get instruction. I mean, the American Canoe Association they have set guidelines and course recommendations that make the instructors have a keen eye for assessment and feedback, if that makes sense. And yes, yeah, some instructors are better than others, but instruction, just having someone with a keen eye to provide you feedback is going to make you a better kayaker, right? Um, you know, another thing, what was that? Number three, number four is time in the seat. You got to spend time in the damn seat. Yeah. You can't just right? be once a month, weekend warrior type, and then think, oh, why am I not getting better? I want to go do, you know, West prong in the Smokies. And I just don't feel, I'm like, well, you've only been in the boat five times in the past eight months. Yeah. You know, and then, and then the fifth thing, um, which sometimes I struggle with is change the craft and change the venue. So variability. I feel like I'm the best kayaker when I sling ends, when I play boat, when I do attainments, and go creaking. And I know that sounds like a, a big time suck, but having that variability, yeah, people specialize to, to a point that, that they lose sharpness and other things. You know, there's people, I mean, I've seen them, you know, you go to the green with people, you paddle with people on the green and they have the line memorized, the stroke memorized, and the way their bow drops memorized. And then you take them to the Yakoe and they get worked in every single hole <laughs> or asking you like yeah. you catch it just a basic eddy and they struggle with it because they right yeah i've seen but that. then they're triple not crying. to pick on and green it's... river paddlers because you're going to get all the green narrows uh asheville elite pissed off like what i could smoke you i could smoke you anywhere johnny <laughs> <laughs> you probably could i don't go over there no <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, I, I've had several people that use the green as like a benchmark of what they paddled. And then we've went and run other runs, even around Asheville. And they're asking me, where should they go? Like, what do you think is this? I was like, dude, <laughs> yeah. It's so is that, is that is that it? Would that say yeah, that's your top? So that's your top five things right there? 
Yeah, I'd say that'd be my top five. What about you? Yeah, pretty much we're almost dead on. One of the honorable mentions, I guess, we could throw in there is um, physical fitness. Uh, I always put that a lot of people, they're just really bad out of shape. And and I've, I've seen them, you've seen them, and they just gas out. And they might be solid paddlers. They just get gassed out. They get worked in a hole and they swim because they're too damn tired. But yeah. I agree with everything you said. Our our lists are pretty much spot on. The only thing I, I think I had was just more more physical fitness in there somewhere. Like when you said seat time, I would I, I put that along with um, seat time and physical fitness. Do some freaking push ups. You know, you want to be a better yeah. paddler. It's just like anything. I wanna I wanna run faster. I should get some more. T- no, go running. How about go work out? <laughs> you know, go yeah. do it. No, and that you know that that's well said. I can then mountain bike. I guess I'm blessed enough to live in an area where I can make all that happen. But mm-hmm. really and truly, the the fitter you are, the better you are in a boat. I mean, especially in the southeast, if you're running Upper Big Creek, by the time you hike to the pudding, if you're exhausted, well, dude, you're not going to have. Then a you get sloppy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, you get tired. A lot of people they get tired and they get sloppy, don't they? It's like yeah. they're just fatiguing out, and that comes along also with what you kind of touched on there. And I kind of say that too. Do the variety craft. You'll see me on a slicey boat, a half slice, a creek boat, and a long boat on any given day. I love yeah. throwing ends one day, and then I could be doing attainments the next. And I have yep. fun doing all that. But it also keeps my my skill set sharp. So when I do get worked in a hole in my phantom or coat or something, I'm like, okay, I'm feeling for that current to get out. I'm not just lost and stuck in a side surf looking for a rope. Oh, no, I, I completely agree with you. I know I've been on this longboat kick here recently up at the Gali, and we were rocking longboats. Oh, for, yeah. For so for everybody that. listening, I was on the Gali, and, you know, obviously I was, um, let's say I was doing some top secret supernova testing. So I was doing some supernova testing on the Gali. If you guys don't know what the supernova is, go type in supernova in YouTube and you'll see my video. But um, I had the slicey boat out and then this dude hits up and he's like, hey, triple marathons, which is like 50 plus laps of whitewater. I'm like, it sounds painfully fun. You know, it was awesome. So, yeah, long story short, Chris Hipgrave and I we were talking about it. He's the director of Piranha there. And uh, we were talking about doing a double. And all of a sudden, the, the day before, he's like, let's do a marathon. We'll warm up. So we did a marathon Friday. Okay. And then woke up bright and early and did a double marathon on Saturday. So, yeah, 52 miles. It was one of my favorite days of kayaking. That's um, awesome. And 15 dude. seasons of boating, you know, just dropping in. Um, my favorite part really and truly was by the time you get to Lost Paddle or um, Iron Ring. Is, hey, Wade, what's going on, dude? And then three hours later, what's <laughs> I'm, up, dude? I'm, I'm at sweet. And here he is. He's like, <laughs> lap two? What? What? <laughs> You've already done a full marathon, ran shuttle, and I'm just at sweets, still kind of playing in a hole. And I look in the background and I see them. Here they come rumbling down. I'm like, oh, God, look at these guys. (laughs) Just cruising, smooth strokes. Don't stop and talk. Just did a hey, just kind of a head nod or a deuce, deuce as you're going by. It Dude, was that was awesome. I highly recommend it. Yeah, I highly recommend it. Yeah, I, I, that yeah. Wants to get after. I, I wanted to do and I, I done kind of obligated myself to do, doing some some testing on that supernova, which is not a bad thing. I had a good time. But um, I when you mentioned that triple, I just love those challenges like that. It's one of those things where 
I know if other people are doing it, I can't not quit and I'm going to do it. <laughs> you're like, oh. you're going to do it. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. I mean, I know I woke up that morning. I was like, yep, either way it's getting done. I don't care. Uh, I might be out know, here in the dark, but it's getting done. <laughs> it was the first lap that was the toughest because you had to knock that out quick. The first lap on Saturday. Yeah. So for um, everybody listening, the the Golly Rivers in West Virginia, and the Golly River is a you can do an upper and low. It's upper, middle, and lower. There's three sections of it technically, and but the problem is it's dam controlled, so you can't even get started till like nine thirty. If you could have got right. started earlier, then it would have been easy. And then, well, yep. then we would have went for four. But you know, but then the problem was that you were telling me was, well, you can't even start to 930. Or right. you're out by, the Exactly. By the time we got to Pure Scream and Hell, which is the last rapid on the lower golly, it was probably two-thirds pool. So it wasn't even full flow that first lap. And we paddled Pure Scream and Hell to the takeout with lower water. And we yeah, put on which is doable. Yeah, doable yep. because they always keep a little bit in that river. It's never bone dry. Yeah. yeah. Highly recommended though. Get up there, get on the golly, get after it. There's stretches of river for every every skill level. And uh if not, go to the new. What was your water boat? up there to get here? Twelve Rari. Twelve R. What do you think of the twelve R compared to the score checks? Just longer water line. And um it's you know you got to drive it a little bit more it's not as forgiving um that hull kind of gets locked in versus the scorch is looser in squats a, a smidge but uh you know i think i don't know i was talking about dream kayaks and i'd be interested to hear what you think segway dream kayak would be 12 r bow in a long ripper stern for a 12 foot boat Oh wow! So you you just invented a stinger. Nice. No okay. stern squirtable, <laughs> pivot turnable. Well, you know, yeah, you're basically talking something like the dagger outburst. Exactly, yeah, that but style. with them, yeah, that modern bow rocker. But with modern, yeah. wider bow rocker, the twelve R has a very nice bow on it. I really yeah. like the bow on the twelve R. Um, that would be interesting. It's a very. I don't think you would sell many. Yeah, no. But the but the, a, the people that do paddle them will will love them and give you probably some yeah. a lot of laughs and media. I'd love them. <laughs> that sounds awesome, dude. <laughs> it'd be a niche boat for sure. Just finding an eddy line that you can yeah. stare at the sky with. I, imagine having a stern squirtable boat that blocked out the sun. Eleven and a half feet or twelve feet. <laughs> wow. Oof. That would be. What awesome. would yours be? Man, I don't know. It's it depends on. I do like that concept, but pretty much my dream boat right now is the Scorch X. The Scorch X kind of nailed it for me. It sounds crazy. I sound like, because I love that boat. I love it that Piranha went with a bigger, longer, modern bow rocker, modern stern rocker, flattened tail, uh, comfortable 10-foot kayak that can creak and is fast. It nailed all of the check marks for me. The The Scorch X is a dream boat for me that I think I could buy and never buy another boat. I could paddle it today and I could drag it out at 70 years old and just still have fun down it because it's maneuverable and fast. That was a dream boat for me. Um, you know, the, the Supernova, I mean, you got to paddle the Supernova. I like a, a really, I would like to see a modern dagger half slice. I mean, full slice boat. 
because they mm-hmm. have such a good lineage of full slice. I think that that would be that would be fun to have a very loose, like fun paddling full slice. So it depends, man. And the rewind, the rewind's such a great boat. What do you think of the rewind compared to the Ripper? By the way, oh man, you know, as a, a longtime Ripper lover, um, I've spent some time here recently in the rewind, and I, I feel like it's medium or large, softer, um, both. Okay. Both. I, uh, Spent the last couple of days in a large, and it was a little harder to stern squirt, harder to initiate. Um, you really needed to focus on good technique. Um, but the medium, my lord, I could just stare at the sky in that thing. The stern is phenomenal. Um, it's got a little bit more bow rocker than the than the ripper, so it's easier to manage. Mm-hmm. And the ripper, you have to drive it like you stole it. You have to be on it the whole time. Yep. You cannot. <laughs> I float. can contest to it's, that especially on harder white water you you can't float and then in the the rewind it's like hey flip on this autopilot button and would you kind of does your would you agree thing. with me the rewind does everything really good everything yeah it's a it's a quiver killer for sure i'd say if you were to have one boat the rewind could be that boat for most people and then you know? how many of them do you have in the store right now Zip zilch zero. Nada. <laughs> would you say it's your one of your top sellers? Uh, it would be if we sold it, man. I got nineteen people on the wait list for medium. Wow, so uh, you have nineteen on the wait list. So if yeah. you got in a shipment of twenty, you'd only have one for sale today. For the medium, and then for I the think medium. we got four on. Yeah, four on the large wait list. Uh, a couple more on a small wait list. It's. It's pretty wild. We got a handful of rewinds in, three medium rewinds. And, yep, by the time I picked them up for Dagger, they were already spoken for, you know. And I just don't feel comfortable pre-selling Dagger boats because it may be next year by the time we get it. So I don't want to tie people's money up for that yeah, long. No, I agree. So yeah. we just we just have that wait list, a little Excel spreadsheet. Um, it's pretty wild. Those do boats you, are spoken do, for. Do you push them over to an antics or a ripper? Not if that's what they want. I'll have them try it. Um, but they're all really and truly different boats, you know. If, they really are, aren't they? I just did a whole half slice episode where me and Matt we've we've demoed a lot of different boats and we kind of tried our best to cover over our thoughts and my two top boats I, I it sounds biased because I used to work for Dagger and you know I'm good friends with the guys at Piranha it's, I mean but Piranha Ripper and the Dagger Rewind I have them at a tie and I'm like it depends on what I want to do that day exactly and if you want to be on it you know I mean I probably since the Ripper came out, I have spent two thirds of my paddling career since the Ripper came out in a Ripper. Yeah, I've seen. You and the Ripper only a lot. reason, the only reason I haven't paddled the Rewind is because damn near they're unicorn kayaks, and I'd rather <laughs> sell it than paddle it. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> You'll sell the demos. <laughs> yeah. How oh, much for your demo, Johnny? I'll give you fifteen hundred yeah. for the demo. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's missing. A, it's, it's missing thigh brace. It's like I'll take it. I don't care. I'll put foam on it. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Missing a bulkhead. Either we'll make a foam one. Doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> Wild people with rewind. What else? You got anything else? You got anything you want to cover? Anything you want to bring up? Um. Well, heck yeah. It's it's been a really good hour. So I got something to build some stoke um okay i love stoke 
going to be our 50th anniversary here at the Nanahala Outdoor Center. Um, so we partnered with Astral to make our own limited edition PFD. Um, and I know they're coming out with theirs, but I'll, I'll show you. I got the prototype. Oh, this is the world's first? NOC Custom Blue Jackets. Ooh, we look at that thing. Johnny Ortiz um, just dropped a custom. <laughs> this is the this is the blue jacket, not the green vest. Correct. So and it's for everyone jacket. listening, everyone listening, the blue jacket is just basically the green vest without the toe, the um the rescue in the center. Dude, that looks yeah. awesome. For everybody listening on, uh, he's got the. It looks. It has a kayak propped up on a car with the lotus, the old lotus symbol, and a, it looks like a like an old ford f-150 <laughs> judging by so the uh, what you think. just a, a brief synopsis of what's going on here so yeah uh, break it down for me johnny you got pictures from aurelia kennedy and payson kennedy when they started paddling on the chatuga back in the day and um we partnered with image 420 it's a an asheville based um design company and we, we sent them all these photos, and then they came up with that design of the kayak going down the river that's supposed mm -hmm. to be the Chattooga high water. And then on the back is the car afterwards, um, and it's an RPM there in yellow. Yeah. And, old school uh, it's yellow. Got NOC, yep, old school yellow. It's got an NOC 50, very subtle. Um, and we built it. We wanted it to last a long time. So instead of the regular ripstop material, it's Cordura. Um, so it's going to last a long time. And then every PFD um, that we sell is going to have a iron on NOC 50th anniversary patch that they can put on any clothing or if they want to put it on this PFD, it's pretty cool. So the, I'm, features I'm wise, it's, it. the features, it's still the same, except it's made out of Cordura. Correct. Yep. The and, blue, uh, so the you, blue jackets normally made out of ripstop nylon. Correct. I didn't know that. That was a new one. Yep. Yeah. So, so we did. Dude, it looks awesome. Did, I like the blue. I like the blue. I like the yellow. Um, yep. In the front of it. What rapid is that? Um, It's supposed to be a rapid on the Chattooga. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, let, let, Tim Black and the marketing team. Let me. Uh, some trees in there. With it's corkscrew. Some morals. Is, is that what it is? You think? I don't know. I'm just saying it's corkscrew. <laughs> Could be soccer. But yeah, I'm pretty fired up on that thing. Dude, it looks awesome. Um, Where can yeah, people get this? Hard. Is this only available sure. at NLC or will it be available? Yeah, from so Astral? it'll be only available from the Nanahala Outdoor Center. Um, I can actually find out what the exact numbers are in 0.2 seconds. But uh, we're going to do a pre sale launching in the new year. Um, when is it going to be available? Um, we're going to launch it. I believe we were talking January 2nd. We were going to go live for pre-sale. There's only 264 available. So they better get on. Anybody that wants this better goes ahead and place an order now. Yeah, I mean, you can have them email me, and uh, we can work out a pre-sale. If not, we're going to make the link live. Um, we're calling it the Flow State Blue Jacket. The Flow State. I like it. Uh, ah, yeah. the flow state. That's a Michael Jordan term, I guess. Get into the flow state. I'm pretty state. fired yeah. up on that thing. Dude, that's awesome. And, and you know, if they mention they heard it here on the shuttle drive, you'll give them a free 
no questions asked, high five. Without a doubt, I'd probably give them that anyway. So. <laughs> give them a sticker. <laughs> yeah, I'll give them a That's sticker. That's what I always say. Tell them, tell them I sent you, and they'll give you a free, brand-new, shiny sticker. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, you're like, okay, yeah, sure, I'll give them a sticker. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, thanks for showing me that. Believe it or not, Levi just showed me the new green jacket, um, the green narrows color, which I'm I'm not a big fan of the really light colored green vest. What I like about this one, it's a darker blue, the one you yeah. showed me. And the green jacket, when they're really the bright colors seem to get really brown and dirty over just a matter yeah. of a month or two. Um, and that one didn't have a lot of bright colors in it, but I don't want it to be black. I like them to be, yeah. you know, I like that blue that they had. That looked good, man. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I, I am impressed with, uh, the new LE green jacket. And when that thing comes out and by no means, you know, do I want to compete with Astral, but, um, I think it's cool that, um, we got together with them and image 420 and it was all locally source designed and, um, put together which is pretty cool so are we gonna have our yeah own, are, are we gonna get a special shoe that's what i want to see i want to see our own shoe i'd say you know i can't yeah um that, that'd be cool but i i think we were talking about doing an noc 50 kit something like maybe some um ir penstock shorts or mm-hmm. um the nrs sun shirts with an NSC yeah. 50 on it and just partnering you, with all these different companies, you know, speaking of um, immersion research, what gear do you run right now? What, what do you personally, as far as like paddling gear, like dry suit and all that? Um, so Kogatad icon is my go-to, um, just tried and true, had it for years. Um, you know, they, they take care of all the, um water testing and gaskets and stuff i've worked with them for years um when it comes to dry suits dry top um if it's the summer i rock the ir nano just neoprene cuffs you know i've been working out a lot so the biceps are big i can't have a a shorty point in there (laughs) a shorty with uh i have problems i have problem fitting anything around this you got you want me to send you my measurements so you can fit me to like I use yeah, the, um, I, could. I could, I, um, the one I like is the, the, the Gore-Tex Shorty by Coca-Tech. The Napster? I can't, I think it's a Napster. Yeah. Yeah. And Napster. I did. That's they pretty have this, sweet. They have this rubberized material around and I stretched it all out with all the flexing I was doing. So I agree with you. I would almost like, like to have the neoprene one, like have neoprene That's, there. Yeah. So I'll teach out of a Nano. Um, most of the summer unless i'm going skin to win i used to when i was from new york plug and play i used to go skin to win all the time i i'm a southeast boater now i can't do that i'm always in a shorty uh pfd wise i've been green jacket on a creek in most cases and then um i've been using a hustler to teach with the coquitat hustle r the rescue hustle mm-hmm. um, and then i'll play boat in a ytv or a hustle I've, I've got them all. I don't know. I take so many people kayak and I've got a lot of PFDs. Helmets. I teach with a T-dub because it's the only helmet that works with sunglasses. Um, that is and true. then Because <laughs> it's so it's um, wide on the side, right? Yep. It's, it's, it's got good sun protection. Uh, and then paddle-wise, I've been in love with a, a powerhouse carbon. Super light. Flies through the water. Um, skirt. IR. 
I think no questions asked. John Well knows mean? how to. What do you mean carbon super light? There's a version. There's a lighter well, version. The, it's it's just super light. The the carbon powerhouse, really light, really stiff. Versus yeah, straight the regular shaft. powerhouse. Yep, straight shaft. By the way, what's what's your opinion of straight shaft versus bent shaft? I'm a bent shaft guy, but I will go straight. I have two straight shaft surges. So, because I just love the surge and a straight shaft, I can go both ways. I can jump back and forth between a straight and bent with no problem, but some people can't. They're just like, yeah. freak out. What's your opinion on that? I like to hear your opinion. Opinions on that. So, my question would be is if you were running Hart Whitewater and you had to pull your breakdown out, would you feel good with your straight shaft? Yes. With a bent shaft? Yeah. So, I've seen a lot of people lose their paddle, break their paddle, whatever. And then I hand them a breakdown and they <laughs> go from a down. class four kayaker to barely survive in class. You're two. telling me it makes that much difference to a lot of people. Oh yeah. That's yeah. Crazy. So my, my opinion is I use straight shaft because everybody can get a straight shaft paddle. They're a hundred dollars cheaper. And uh, that's, what's going to be in the back of your boat when shit hits the fan. What about as far as like what, what I had, I can tell you, this is just my opinion. Well, this is just what I'd found. I used to get my forearm after a long time paddling, my forearm would get really tight and like borderline tendonitis on like down the joints here. And then I switched over to a straight, a bent shaft and it just went away. And I think mm -hmm. it was just because I'm in this more natural position instead of like that. The pinkies out is what everybody, that's what you preach too. The pinkies yep. out, right? Yeah. You hold your paddle with three fingers. And, you know, I mean, I don't want to get into technique, and maybe we can save that for another show, but you're actively pushing as much as you're pulling. You know, your your paddle is a fulcrum, mm -hmm. so you don't need to be over-gripping your paddle. Yeah. yeah. Well, I do pinkies out even with a bent shaft, but I think bent shafts give you more, like, more power and more, like, finesse moves i think it excels in all categories and i could i could have some paddlers like maybe dane jackson he would probably agree that bent shafts are far superior to straight shafts he only uses bent and then yep. like almost 99 percent of the slalom paddlers they're bent shaft chris hipgrave no bent shaft. i agree with you yeah yeah and i mean the ford but bend, with that the ford bend not the yep. like the letman and those i love that letman power and that g power Yep. I love the bends on the, those are called um forward cranks. Forward cranks. Yeah. So I mean, you know, looking back, I paddled G Power for two seasons, taught kayaking in Chile with a with a G Power twister, the same paddle that uh Chris Hipgrave has. And I had that epiphany moment that I was just speaking of. I was going through my ACA L five um instructor certification course with Ben Lowry. And uh, by the way, he's like a hard ass. I know Ben. Yeah. Instructor, yeah. trainer. And I broke my G power at takeout rapid on the Chioa. Okay. Which and is not far down. Yeah, that's like halfway. Not far down. And I'm getting evaluated by this hard ass. And here I am just trying to get my dollar raised, you know, to get an L5. And I pull my break, my breakdown out. It's time to perform, Johnny. <laughs> dude. I felt like a damn beater coming through there with my straight shaft. And, and it was from that point on that I was like, wow, you know, maybe straight shaft's the way. And I've probably saved a couple couple thousand dollars by paddling straight shaft since then. But That's I can now point. paddle both. 
So, but but you feel yeah. If I gave you like a like a you know a dachi bent shaft at the put in, you'd be fine. You would adjust yep. like me. I can adjust usually. Like if you handed me a bent shaft or a straight shaft because I own two Warner surges and both of them are in straight shaft because I got them super cheap. And every time I found yeah. one cheap, I bought it. And I was like, I don't care that it's straight. I could, and I just, not too long ago, I paddled horse pasture and I didn't want to take my Letman. What I reached for was a straight shaft surge. And that thing, I just adjusted almost like that. And I get what yeah. you're saying because some people really struggle. They're like, really? And I handle them a straight shaft and they're like, they're, they, you're right. It almost drops them down a class rating. I'm like, really yeah. bro you need to paddle with a straight i go back and forth pretty fairly easy i'm sure you can too yeah and you know that goes back to what we were talking about before with variability you know you need to be able to adapt and um, change due to the turbulence that whitewater provides um, and just being well versed in multiple things equipment wise it, it makes you a better paddle it's another tool and what about a box. left-handed one johnny what if i handed you a left-handed left-handed 45 degree 191 dude the last time i paddled shot. a left-handed paddle um was on the ottawa just trying it out i was a garburator wave and um i tried a kickflip and landed on my head like i always do doing a, a, a kickflip holes <laughs> yeah by the time i got down to hawaii five holes like fuck this give me my paddle back now wild, that's so. now on the what we were saying that's one thing so i had a friend and he was left-handed right and he wanted to get into paddling he calls me and he said hey should i buy a left-handed paddle i said no i said no start with a right-handed and just figure it out and make it your go-to because if anything happens to you bro I'm telling you, you're in for a world of hurt, and you're always going to have to buy custom. You'll always have to order custom something. And he did. Right. He started with a with just regular powerhouse 197 right-handed. Just went to Rock Creek Outdoors, bought one, and was fine. Yep. And he's never went to never even, and he's left-handed, and he's never used yep. a left-handed paddle. Would you recommend that too? I say the exact same spiel. Imagine. In this COVID crisis, you being a left-handed paddler, trying to order a left-handed paddler, and you call me, and I go, September 22, I can get you one of those. <laughs> we could put it on order. <laughs> September 22. You know, but you want, a, you want a 197 Warner right-handed 30 degree today? Tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I got you. I mean, pretty wild yeah ain't that um, crazy because that is what that's one thing where unlike bent and straight which is fairly easy of a little bit of hand now you've got a twist mechanism your 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 power dominant hands totally changed and everything when you go left-handed i've done like you i've used left-handed before and whew, it's not easy but i feel i could <laughs> adjust to it but i'm not yeah, probably going to run anything well. stout in it yeah no i agree with you i think there's a lot of individual things that you can critique your paddling kit for, but the paddle, the industry standard is what it is. I think, I mean, not to sound like hoity-toity and old school, but it is what it is for a reason in yeah, most cases. Like eventually figured out what works and what doesn't work and what works. And what about as far as, well, that's another thing. What about as far as feather? My favorite feather is 45 to 60. I'm usually somewhere in between 45 and 60 and I will go lower on a play boat paddle. I don't mind going like zero or 30, 
on a play boat, but mm-hmm. I can actually go from zero to 90 pretty easy. It's weird how we get better and we can adjust things real quick, but 45 to 60 seems to be my sweet spot. What do you think? Yeah, you know, um, I agree with you there. I mean, for a while, I was I was a 45 guy, um, 45 guy. Um, my G power, I'd adjust when I was doing attainments and trying to get more torso rotation out of my paddle. I'd adjust it to 60. I know Hipgrave uses about 60, and that's the fastest mm-hmm. guy I know. Um, but, you know, to go back to what I was saying about what can be found regularly in the industry, R30 is the standard. Well, like, if you got a order, Letman, buddy, if you got a Letman like me, then it's whatever you want it that day. Yep, that's true. You can do that. Um, just like you know, just out. to bring it up, the uh, you know, one thing I didn't think about until just now was um, reliability with bent versus straight. Okay. Um, and I've seen, at least from a warranty standpoint, more bents. I would agree with that. And I have okay. straights. I would agree with that. I think because you got with a with a bent shaft it's four pieces you know you got a paddle you got a right half a left half and another paddle blade and you got a ferrule in the middle and you've got more more there's more leverage right where the hand grip is i think Mm -hmm. there's like this weird focal point where the hand grip breaks a lot and i've seen more broken bent shafts than i have straight shafts and another thing when we're talking about warner warner only does their bent shafts in carbon right yeah and their straight yeah. shafts, even their straight shafts carbon Shogun is out of a fiberglass shaft. Mm-hmm. It does not do an all carbon. Or is yours all carbon? Can you order it in all carbon? I wish. I've tried. The only all carbon straight shaft you can get is the Odachi. Yeah, the Odachi's all carbon. I'm talking about the, 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 the Shogun. The Shogun's got a fiberglass shaft with a fiberglass, I mean, um, fi- fiberglass shaft with carbon fiber blades correct yep and it's the same thing with the sakeen double diamond carbon sherpa carbon powerhouse i've asked taylor robinson he's the marketing manager for warner mm-hmm. and i've tried to get a shogun with the carbon shaft straight shaft why would you and want just, that because it's stiffer you can feel that flex in the fiberglass, especially doing something like attainments or I know. <laughs> lake sprint drills, you can feel it. And that's, I think, why I prefer the Odachi because there's no stiffness, there's no loss in power. There's maybe, well, see, and also now that now you just made me think of something, maybe that's that's why the bench shafts have that more power that I was talking about because they don't have any flex. I don't know any bent shaft that flexes. Yep. No, I agree with you there. That's a They're very all good very point. like that. That Letman I use is I can feel the power transfer extremely well. There's no flex. And then I do use the Warner surge, which is all fiberglass. And it feels like, it feels like I've got a rubber band in there. Like yep, I, it's no, crazy. Yeah. It doesn't, ain't it crazy yeah. that as we paddle, yeah. I could feel that it might only be a few millimeters of flex, but it drives me crazy. I'm like, oh, yeah. I take a stroke and I can feel it. And I'm like, oh, feels clunky. <laughs> well, that, and then um, I've been really particular recently. I told you I loved that carbon powerhouse. One reason why I prefer the powerhouse to like a foam core Shogun is because the thickness of the blade, you know, on a Shogun, it's like that thick. 
Yeah, and it's then like almost the, an eight. Yeah. Yep, and then the carbon powerhouse is thinner. So on bow draws and defects and you know things where you're you're flying the blade in the water, you can feel that resistance of that. It's crazy. Yeah. So uh, you of, like of you like a carbon? Do you like a foam core over a um like a non foam core like just a like a foam core blade, say like the Shogun over like a powerhouse. I like the carbon powerhouse better than the Shogun. Wow, that's a bold statement right there, buddy. That's a bold statement. I mean, statement. the Shogun is great, but it's What about the Adachi? Those are my two paddles. Teaching, it's a carbon powerhouse. Personal kayaking, it's an Odachi. Yeah. Well, if Warner ever returns my email about getting my Adachi fixed, I'll be using my Adachi, but so I broke my Adachi and I've been trying to get a hold. I've even messaged Tyler and I've not heard, they have maybe not even responded back to me. So I'm a little pissed at Warner right now. I'm a little, I'm a little butthurt, Johnny. Maybe I could get you mm-hmm. on this because I've got a, I've got a, an all, I've got a bent shaft Adachi that I broke just a blade off at Great Falls and it's only about three months old. So I kept it and I've had it for a, a year and a half now. And I've been trying to get it to send it back to Warner to get a blade put on it. But I think mm-hmm. right now they're so backed up. That's kind of like what we were talking about. That's kind of the last thing on their list is to fix blades right now. But they fixed totally. yours. Then when you well, tell me they fixed they, yours and I got mad. I think I, I think I threw something. Yeah, when you told me so, that they fixed yours. So they fixed mine, right? I, and then let me tell you further in the story. They fixed mine. I then attainments broke the other blade. Sent the, it back. On the fixed blade. On the fixed uh, paddle. The, yeah, on the fixed paddle. Sent it back. They fixed that blade. So now I had two new blades. Now I'm like officially three, even more pissed. A now three you're just year rubbing old it. shaft. Now you're just rubbing it in. But they, the kicker is they fixed you the, twice. <laughs> and they, they won't okay. even return my freaking email. <laughs> the, yeah, back to I'll, what I was I'll, saying about cherry picking people. <laughs> Yeah, throw your phone. I would too. <laughs> I'm about That's to. I'm about to just. I'm about to get off here and call. Give me Tyler's number right now. I'm calling him. Give me his number. Yeah, right it's, now. It's, he's on West Coast time. It's he's still early for him. Yeah. So what were you saying? You're Give gonna me three on year, I'll, I'll take care of you. Three year old shaft. with your paddle. Okay. I'll, right. Yeah. So we'll talk. We'll talk later about that one. Yeah. They fixed the blade. UPS snapped it in half on the way back. The shaft. Yeah. They finally took out that three year old shaft. <laughs> Devastated. I was so excited to use it. I was gonna take it. I think I was going to the Chioa or something and yeah, they stopped at the shipping and receiving and the box was in half and well, I knew my day was my day was over. So I'm not just gonna say to, that gives me a, that makes me feel better. I don't feel better pull, for your pull pain. the trigger. Yeah, man, you know, I mean just this day day and age and COVID and everything and you gotta take care of all your stuff. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not faulting them. That's why I have those two surges. I've got a brand new surge and a and a used surge and and an AT and that let me. It's like I, I get what you're saying. I'd love to have my Adachi back though. I miss it. I miss that Adachi paddle. Yeah, I'll hit you up on that one, man. We'll try to figure that one out. I'll put some Johnny Ortiz emails behind it. Yeah, we'll we'll put some love into. I'm still it. going I mean, to the spam folder probably. Probably. I mean, that's what happened with this uh, this invite. By the way, it went to the spam 
yeah, I was like, wow, okay, well, I guess we're not doing this. All right. Well, what else you got, man? What else you got, Johnny? You got anything else on there? Not really, you know. I'm uh, just stoked to see what 22 brings, and uh, hopefully we get some rain this fall and get out and get after it. You doing any races? Am I going to see you at the Ocoee race? Uh, probably not. Okay. Green race, Russell Fork, any races? I'm going to go up to the Russell Fork. And uh, depending on how I feel, I may lay down a time. Um, for the green, you know, I think it's just a matter of me getting over there and getting putting get in some laps. In. Yeah, yeah, getting laps, laps in. I mean, I'm definitely pretty fit, um, but but that doesn't mean I'm going to lay down a good time in a long boat on that oh, technical course, yeah. you know. And plus, the yeah, ball's got to grow, yeah. you know. <laughs> Yeah, that, that course is definitely a different animal as far as racing in a long boat. A short boat, hell, you'd go out there and probably just nail it like nothing late down a time. But getting a long boat down that safely and not pinning. <laughs> yeah, 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 I think going into that, the, the hardest part, I think, is uh, training. You know, it's not race day. It's getting getting the race Oh, day. God, I could contest to that. Yeah, not getting injured during training. Well, uh, we'll have to get out there and maybe just lay out some trial laps yeah. and see how it goes. Well, awesome, man. Yeah, um, that's all I got. I can't think of anything else. I think we've covered about everything in this episode. Yeah, um, dude, I definitely appreciate you coming on, Johnny. Thanks a lot. I think we, I think we put down a good episode. This one was fun. Um, yeah, man, stoked. I mean, hour and fifteen minutes flew by, and uh, you know, good company and good conversation, and you know, stoked to do it again soon with you, brother. All right, man. All right. Um, how can everybody see you? You have a YouTube channel. I don't. You I need I've one. Thought everybody about needs it. one. Everybody needs one. I'm, I, I might, might start look one into called that. Johnny Ortiz NLC or something. Just start doing <laughs> some, some parodies. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah um, so awesome. what? Instagram, Instagram, Facebook. Yeah. So you're out there on that. Yeah, Johnny M Ortiz on Facebook and Insta. Um, and then you know, TikTok. I'm there. Not on the TikTok. My wife has tried to get me on the TikTok, but I think I'm. I'm resisting that you're good enough two's good enough for me <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, instagram facebook youtube i'm done snapchat okay i will i'll do it if you need me to but i don't want to just message me through my damn <laughs> yeah. phone <laughs> i have a phone yeah. number for a reason you know <laughs> yeah all right for man sure, well brother. dude i definitely appreciate you coming on johnny it's been fun and but yeah we will catch all you guys next time see ya all right cheers peace, peace. Let's, um...